Hello! Welcome to Wish I Was at Disneyland, a Disneyland podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Jenna. And uh, we have two very special guests with us today. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Say who Hello. you are. <laughs> I feel like I just had to say that because I love how you intro like that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sally French and uh, I used to work at Disneyland and uh, currently volunteer at the Walt Disney Family Museum. It's safe to say I'm a huge Disney nerd. Hey guys, my name is Hamilton. Uh, I'm Sally's boyfriend. That is my main credential for knowing things about <laughs> Disneyland. Um, but I'm happy to share what I know given... Um, through all of our uh, many, many conversations about the park and everything Disney. And you know, I think you caught the Disney bug. You weren't a huge Disney fan, but yeah. now we've gone to Disney World and Disneyland multiple times together. Yeah, so. I was pre- I was previously um, Disney appreciative and now I've upgraded to <laughs> Disney fan. We've yeah, definitely yeah. converted him. Yeah, yeah. well, I just want to say, and it- I, uh, that I am also, despite my like growing up, going to Disneyland all the time, being like a Disney enthusiast, marrying Jenna, everything. I think my like biggest uh, Disney credential is just like knowing Sally as well. (laughs) You know, it is funny. I have so many friends who say, you know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend doesn't like Disney. You know, what do I do? And I think there is hope. We've converted these guys. So for all of you guys out there, it's very important that you have a shared love of Disney with whoever you date. But if they don't come in that way, you can always convert them. (laughs) You can always change them. You know, that could be a whole episode, how to convert <laughs> your Disney-hating par- partner. That's true. Well, let's just scratch this and start <laughs> over, right. and that will be Let the topic. Let me start four years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, so um, Sally and I grew up together um, in middle school and high school, and um, Sally and Hamilton are currently based in San Francisco, hence why Sally works at the... Walt Disney Family Museum, and uh, we've met up for this special, special episode, and I'm looking forward to it because I think that Sally is definitely the most knowledgeable about Disney and Disneyland more than us who runs the podcast. So I'm really excited to learn from her today, and I'm sure you guys will get some new insight too. And the pressure's on. Yes. Also, to plug the uh, the Disney Museum. Uh, we went and Sally gave us a personal tour. Mm-hmm. It was a great tour guide. So if you're ever in San Francisco and you're gonna go to that museum, uh, try and try and snag Sally as your as your tour guide. <laughs> Request me. Say, wish I was at Disneyland. Sent you. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We we can't. We don't offer any promo <laughs> codes or coupons <laughs> or anything, but they do offer a triple A discount. So. Oh, okay. Good there to you know. go. Now sponsored by Triple A. This podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Also, Sally, do you want to plug Drone Girl at all? Oh, you know, I I have a couple passions. Disney is one of them. Uh, you can also find me out in the drone universe. Uh, it's over at thedronegirl.com. Not talking Disney, unless of course we're talking about those Disney drone fireworks, which mm. I have yet to see in person. For those of you who don't know, uh, Disney World piloted a program 
with Intel where they were actually um, flying drones in the air and they were lit up drones sort of as a type of replacement to fireworks and they flew over Disney Springs that's uh, Disney World's downtown Disney and they they made shapes so it was actually a holiday type show so they fly in the shape of a dove or a Christmas tree. Really, really neat stuff, and I, I'm sure we're gonna see more in the future. Disney, um, their Imagineers are already working on tons of drone stuff, so I'm excited to see what comes out in the next few years. Cool. See, did not know that. That's that's like more concrete research news than we've, at, like our news <laughs> is like we read what's like the latest stuff online. Our news is like, it's like a week this. old. Yeah, and then we like complain about like stuff costing too much that's that's the news. that's the wish i was at Disneyland news segment usually complaining about what's this prices and not knowing what we're talking about so and complaining yeah so that being said um the topic of this episode is disneyland hacks so we mentioned that sally is a disney expert and she is going to tell us her top 10 Disney hacks. I don't know. Maybe I know some already. Maybe I don't. Maybe my life's going to be changed forever. And uh, Hamilton will be contributing his thoughts as well about those hacks. And yeah, that's exciting. So should we just delve right into it? Let's go for it. From the second you walk into the parks, uh, I would say the first thing that you should do is turn left, go to City Hall, pick up a button it doesn't matter what you're celebrating you are celebrating something and they've got these little buttons so uh you can say it's a just marriage or a anniversary or a birthday um and they have some just sort of just because buttons um get a button and you won't believe the level of special treatment you get um so whether you're meeting characters it's a good indication when the character is giving you an autograph they'll write you know happy happy anniversary on there Uh, You might get a little extra snack when you go to dinner um, or whatever, but wear the button. It is totally worth it. And for those of you who want a great souvenir that costs zero dollars, your button can totally do that. Serve as a reminder of, you know, we went on this trip for our wedding or this trip to celebrate a birthday. And it's a perfect collector's item. Cool. Yeah, I think like that recently when we went with Andy's parents, we got a first time button <laughs> do it there, yeah there was some confusion as to like they're like oh is this your first time and i think like my one of my parents said yes not like understanding <laughs> the question or vice versa i can't remember but somehow we wound up with like a first time button so did you get any free stuff out of it uh, we didn't display it. I was just like, I guess I'll just like hold on to this. So I think yeah, that was our mistake. But I guess we should it. have. Next time. Because I was like, it's not my first time. I can't wear this. But like, I definitely I laugh. I know a couple of people who get the just married one and they've been married like 10 years and they still wear it. And, you know, they say it works. They get free stuff. So right. we should do that. Don't abuse time. the system, people. We should wear a just married button every t- every week. We I've heard of people who have done the just married every time. So. Yeah. All right. Now that the secret's out, there's going to be hordes of couples just walking, <laughs> yeah, walking into Main Street with the Why is married everyone one. married today? <laughs> you have to prove it. You have to show your marriage certificate yeah. now. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask is what, what level of uh, verification are they looking for? Like, a, yeah. Can it be your birthday every day? Can you just collect? Or your unbirthday. Yeah. I don't know. What is Disneyland? Yeah. It's true. 
All right, that was number one. What, what you got What's number two for us? All right, well, number two, you'll know I'm a big fan of the Dole Whip. Uh, earlier, before we recorded, we were even talking about doing a Dole Whip Halloween costume, so <laughs> photos TBD. Uh, but I'm a big fan of the Dole Whip, and those of you who are Dole Whip fans probably have waited in way too many long lines. Uh, yes. But the hack that nobody knows is there's actually cashiers on uh, the side right in, uh, when you go in through Adventureland on the left. There's that big long line that you can see, but go into the tiki room for a couple of reasons. One, because it's, because it is a severely underrated attraction, and number two, go in on that side and you can order a Dole Whip, and I guarantee you the line will not be as long as it is on the other side. Yeah. So order it from inside the line of tiki room, and the line will not be as long. Oh, so it's double-sided. It's like it when you, double-sided. It's like when you go to a buffet and everyone's like on the one side and it's like, dude, there's both sides. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So don't waste your time on the Adventureland side. Go inside the Tiki Room. Of course, you don't actually have to watch the Tiki Room show just to use that other side, but you're also making a huge mistake if you don't do that. Well, and I think a lot of people don't know even that you can bring the Dole Whips into the Tiki Room to begin with. That's a great point, absolutely. Dinner and a show. And yeah. a good place to rest your feet, usually no line, so go to the Tiki Room. Yeah. It's good, you get you sing, you dance. <laughs> it's a good time, the Tiki Room. We like that one, huh, Andy? Yeah, I love the Tiki Room. Well, I'm, I mean, anybody who listens to our podcast, well, I'm a big fan of all the old rides like all the like remnants of just like the walt disney era disneyland creations that like still exist today yeah like just last week talked about how much i love the like the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. Mm. on the disneyland railroad and everything and tiki room is just another one of those like and it's sad i mean it's one of those rides so many people think that they can just overlook they look at the park map and they go in and say you know i'm gonna do space mountain and splash mountain and maybe we'll do tiki room at the end of the night if we have time uh, but it is really a special piece of Disney history, and I think it's worth stopping in at least just to rest your feet and get that Dole Whip. It's true. For sure. All right, and keeping with the food theme, uh, we are going to move over to another fantastic food inside of a ride. Uh, any guesses what that is? Food inside of a ride. Oh, man. Another classic, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Blue oh. Bayou. Now, Blue Bayou, you guys did a great Blue oh. Bayou um, a couple of podcast episodes ago, uh, and you did mention it is quite expensive, and I give you that. Uh, if you don't have the budget to actually go to Blue Bayou, just go for dessert. Mm. I do this all the time when I don't oh, want to spend more than $100 uh -huh. on a meal. Uh, they used to have these fantastic pirate ship cookie boats. I remember those. Uh, and I think they don't have those anymore, but either way, it is totally worth it. Go for the dessert. Uh, and, and that is my hack to be able to say you went to the Blue Bayou without, without busting the budget. Yeah, the fact that a cookie boat existed and doesn't anymore is like a crime. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> cookie boat. Hmm. Cookie Every boat. Every cookie should be boat-shaped. <laughs> or just no. Is the, wait, wait, wait. Cookie. Is the cookie boat shaped, or is it a boat made of cookies? It was a boat made of cookies. It was okay, like, okay, that's and what it I was thought. Like, it, it wasn't like a flat cookie. Yeah, it was think, like this huge yeah. hunk of cookie in, inside of a boat, and then they had little masks that were like white chocolate or sugar. See, that's what I'm so talking bring about. That back, Once Disney. you've invented that, you yeah. can't go back. And I don't think they have it anymore. But correct us if we're wrong, listeners. 
Yeah, yeah. Let us know. We're, and I'm invite think, us with you. <laughs> next time, next time, I'm going to the Blue Bayou and being like, "Where's that cookie boat?" Maybe, Maybe they'll, bring they'll it make back. it off menu. Yeah. Hashtag Ooh. bring back the boats. Killing <laughs> <laughs> people. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a, that, that'll be like a hack within a hack. Um, Hackception. And was uh, everyone like were the waiters always like chill with you just ordering dessert? They weren't like. Ugh. Or anything or yeah I mean definitely I, I would try to be respectful and not do it during the dinner rush so usually mm-hmm. I would do it you know Good earlier idea, in the day yeah. or at night um, so you're not taking up a seat from a diner who's paying and, and obviously also not sitting in there for an hour but you know going in for 20 minutes and saying you know we're just here for dessert I think is, is totally reasonable as long as you're respectful of that waiter too. Yeah. And I feel like another side to this hack is then you're you're in the restaurant during a non-peak hour, so it's not going to be like super crazy. Exactly. You know, stressful trying to get in there. Yeah. Right, right. So actually moving on to our next tip is sort of in line with the uh, past cookie boat idea is... <laughs> Uh, I I love food. They're all about food. Every tip is food. Uh, This one is Blue Bayou also. If you do want to go for a full meal at Blue Bayou, uh, you're going to do that. You're going to do my other favorite thing, which is Sea Fantasmic. Now, the best way to do this is to actually get one of those entertainment dining packages. Uh, So what this is, is you reserve a seat at the Blue Bayou and and there's a couple other restaurants. Um, Also Riverbell Terrace, Cafe Orleans uh, does this as well. Um, And they do the same thing for World of Color over in California Adventure. If you buy a package at any of these restaurants, they will reserve a seat for you to see Fantasmic. Uh, So for the Blue Bayou, it is $65 $65 with that. Uh, it is a little steep, but you get a three-course dinner, so a starter, an entree, dessert, no cookie boats. Uh, <laughs> but you also get a reserved seat for Fantasmic, which is totally great if you're trying to save time, you're only in the park for a day, and you don't want to camp out for Fantasmic. Get yourself dinner. Get yourself that reserved seat. It's $65, but it's not just a seat. You get a great meal out of it. Hmm. That's good. Maybe we should... Yeah, that's a good I that's a good investment I think, but don't they have like fast passes for Fantasmic and World of Color now? They do. Okay. But this we're trying to get the food theme in there. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm really Jenna just looking for an excuse to eat more food. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, fast passes don't come with a three course meal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. The, the hack here is a is a new way to justify going to Blue Bayou for, <laughs> yeah. for visitors. Yeah, fast pass is hardly a hack at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I want to be like, oh, excuse me, we have a reserved seat yeah. already. So, yeah. it's really just to justify eating more food. <laughs> okay. okay. Good. Hack number five has nothing to do with food. It is using that Disneyland app. So many people, I think, don't even realize that there's this app. Uh, so back in my day, uh, Jenna and I used to go to Disneyland uh, pretty much every week after school. We grew up in Orange County. Uh, back in our day, we and did not- Paul Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we used to wear Paul Frank every day um, to Disneyland. But back in our day, we didn't have the app and it's, it's so awesome what Disney's got now. Yeah, I'll expand a little bit on the app. So like, you have to be careful because like, well, you don't have to be careful, but just make sure you dis- uh, download the real Disneyland app because, like, mm-hmm. for the longest time, like, I, I had this other Disneyland app that was, like, a wait times app, and it was, like, the top one that showed up on iTunes, so I just downloaded it, but it's, like, 
was always wrong because like you could submit wait times and like I don't know it was weird so yeah we we used that one for like a for, year for like over a year and it was yeah it was like always wrong and yeah since we started using the actual Disneyland app it's been like totally accurate I feel like yeah Don't so you think? definitely so yeah it's free app and like right on the home page it has like it has everything it has like um park hours the the show times for every show and event in Disneyland um and then it has like an interactive well not interactive it has like this map where you can move that you can move around and explore different wait times at all the different rides and like I said they're always like really up to date like really current um so we always just check that and see like when we want you know like what ride we want to do next um it also has like the characters so like you can see like if you're like oh, i really want to go see a character it has the characters on the map and you can say like oh um i see like goofies at you know on main street right now or like like right oh for example right now at disneyland i'm looking the mad hatters over at by the teacups right now so i could rush over there and go and go meet him so we all know it's like the hierarchy of uh of characters in the park it's like Mickey, Goofy, and then the Mad Hatter is like <laughs> almost tying in second place with Goofy. You yeah. know, I will say I love seeing the rare characters. Mickey's great, but it is kind of nice to see see those, you know, Mad Hatters who you don't see everywhere. It's true, except for when, like, I guess he's not that obscure character anymore because the new movie, except when, like, Gaston comes, like, running up to you and, like, flexes his like <laughs> like nerf muscles <laughs> like in your face it's like what do you think of my muscles and you're and like I, i'm a grown man like, i'm a grown man i'm sorry He's you know engaging. i'm not gonna hate on gaston i love gaston have you seen the disney world gaston doing push-ups I can't say I have. There but. is this great video online, and you you should put it in the show notes, a link to it. Okay. But some guy challenges Gaston to a push-up contest, and not only does Gaston crush this guy, he starts doing one-handed push-ups. It's the best video you've ever seen in your life. So That uh-huh. sounds great. I believe well, that. Well, that wasn't the Gaston that uh, accosted me um, <laughs> while I was... I love Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Gaston? No one says no to Gaston. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yikes. It's got a little scary all of a sudden. I'm I'm uncomfortable. Don't you know the song? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. So, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next tip is uh, the greatest time saving tip you'll ever get in your life is simply to just go in early. So many people, I think, avoid this and, you know, the park opens at 7 and they say they're going to get there at 9. The best thing you could do is get in early, get in that line that you want to go on most, uh, especially those non-fast pass rides. You guys talked about that Peter Pan ride is brutal when it comes Oof. to its line. Get in early, go straight for Peter Pan, and get that out of the way right there. Yeah, I would almost say, like, I would almost edit that hack to be literally, like, get there at 7 and just go straight to Peter Pan. Absolutely. I mean, not really, but, like, if the, if the, if you want to go on that ride, like, that's how you And you, you don't want to do wait 40 or more minutes. So my question, Sally, is I always heard, like, you know, get there early, but, you know, first thing to do is, like, run and go get a fast pass for 
you know, some of the big ticket rides, like, do you think that's a smart idea or should you just like go get in line for something right away? You know, it's funny if you had asked that question five years ago, the answer might be different, but now we've got Max Pass. Oh, touche. What am I doing? I'm a noob (laughs) over here. (laughs) Well, some people have Max Pass, not unfortunate annual pass holders. Yeah, we haven't gotten them yet, so... Yeah, definitely. And, you know, even if it's brutal to go in early, take advantage of, you know, the pool at your hotel. Go in the afternoon when the parks are the most packed, when you're the hottest. Take a break from the parks. Go relax back at the pool. uh, But definitely make the effort to come in early. And then, of course, same idea, stay up late. Uh, So take a nap at the hotel room at 4 when everyone's in the parks and, and stick around to go on the rides after the fireworks when everyone has gone home. Uh, yeah that's that's like basically how my family usually did it growing up like we always tried to get there like at least close to right when the park opened and then yeah usually took a break in the afternoon like just like you said and then we're usually like back there and like up till it till it closed and that that's always I don't know mm-hmm. you're just like working against the like flow of the traffic totally. the traffic which is good yeah or and- working with it I should say but and if you're staying at a hotel, there's, um, was it, magical morning hours for, for hotel guests? Um, so like get, a Disney hotel. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. If you're staying at a hotel uh, on property and make, I guess, may, this is maybe less of a hack and more of a thing you should just make sure of, but like make sure you're booking um, your park ticket for the day that you do get those uh, those extra hours at the hotel because it's not offered every single day of the week. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, like all Disney hours change from day to day so yeah you got to be extra vigilant about that yeah it's usually like monday wednesday will be one park and tuesday thursday will be the other and we totally took advantage of that when we were at disney world we were staying on property and had to figure out which park we wanted to go in on which day and we just pretty much looked at which parks have that magical morning offering and that's how we decided which parks to go to yeah and if you haven't been to a uh, a Disney park at opening, I think it's easy to underestimate like just how big of an advantage like being early is. Like we're talking about like you could go like run to Space Mountain, ride it, get off the ride, immediately get it back in line, ride it again, do that a couple more times yeah. before like even the line starts to build up. Like it, it is such mm. a, uh, a huge advantage to get in right when the gates open. Yeah, I it's true. Like it's been so long since I've like had the like coming from out of town experience mm-hmm. you know and like jen and i usually just go in the afternoon during the week when it's the worst when it like literally we go at like the worst time <laughs> usually but since we're going you know regular it's not a big thing for us but yeah like thinking back on that like that getting there as early as possible it like, can't be overestimated for sure yeah Speaking of days to go or times to go, uh, I will make my next hack go on a rainy day. Uh, kind of in line with going against the crowds, going on a rainy day is the best thing you could do. Uh, and I'll add to that, uh, never go on Grizzly Rapids on the hottest day of the year. Go on the rainiest day of the year. I swear sure. there will be nobody in line. Uh, we used to go on Grizzly Rapids, cruise in, and we would just sit on the ride. They would ask us, do you want to get off or do you want to go again? <laughs> that's how non-existent the line was. That's the best. And then it, it, that's just super magical. I totally remember doing that growing up. Is there something about when it's the park is so empty and when the cast member asks you if you just like want to ride again, you don't have to get up? That's just like, ugh, it's just so fun. I don't know. It's just like the best feeling. 
I remember that happening like on a bunch of rides. Like also Splash Mountain, same deal when it's a rainy day. You just like get on that in no time. Now I will add on if I can add a little bonus tip. I know we said it was only 10, but I will say, you know, a lot of you guys are thinking that's gotta be so miserable going on Grizzly Rapids and being soaking wet in the rain. My bonus tip is go through that secret entrance to the Grand Californian Hotel just outside of Grizzly Rapids. It's, it uh, is typically reserved for hotel guests, particularly in the mornings. To get in, you do have to show your hotel key, but to exit, they do not care. Uh, if you are a regular non-hotel guest, go through that exit, then go straight to that hotel fireplace and dry right off right there. Maybe you grab some hot cocoa, maybe some wine, I don't know, uh, and, and warm up and dry off. Perfect. I wonder, if, I wonder if there's a secret conspiracy theory there. That's why they put the the entrance Ooh. right there, right Ooh. next to Grizzly mm. Rapids from the hotel. Boost hot cocoa sales and yeah. patrons of the fireplace. Yeah. All right. <laughs> don't do it. Don't give in to the conspiracy. <laughs> and now, that, now it's a real Wish I Was a Disneyland podcast. Like, <laughs> conspiracy. Like, it's just to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's really good. We'll have to we'll have to try that. Also, it's like never because the weather's never like that bad. Yeah. It's never that like, miserable. Ooh, a drop to be of rain, like yeah. storm watch, twenty eighteen. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm so cold. Like it's never that bad. Also, I uh, if you're like me, you just are really lucky on uh, Grizzly River Rapids, and you like never get wet. It's luck of the draw. I think Ooh. that one is, you, it depends where you sit. If you're definitely yeah. sitting on that, that window seat or the one, you know, on the side of the, yes. the door, that one is a soak zone. Get in the center if you don't want to get too hey, That's even kind of like a hack. Make sure you don't sit by the opening on Grizzly River Rapids. Right. Unless you do want to get wet and then go for it. Right. True. I don't know. Maybe it, it just seems like every time, no matter where we sit, like I always get out of there pretty dry and Jenna is like soaked. Almost yeah. every time. I don't know what it is. Moving right along to tip number eight, excluding that little bonus tip. I know this one is close to treason because we love the churros, we love Blue Bayou, we love the Dole Whips, but I will say if you're cookie on uh, the cookie bow. <laughs> we if... all love the cookie bow that none of us have had. <laughs> yeah. I've had the cookie bow. No, just oh, Sally. Never mind. Just oh, Sally. Okay. I will say if you are going to commit treason and not eat the Disney food, one thing I love about the Disney parks is that unlike, you know, the stadiums and pretty much everywhere else, you can bring in your own outside food. Mm. And I think that's, that's really great of Disney to allow you to do that. I know you guys are fans of the Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> yeah, fans. We're, we're fans of the Taco Bell on uh, on. Harbor and ball and ball. <laughs> Jenna and Andy have been known to sneak in Taco Bell inside Disneyland. It's not really sneaking in; you can do it legally anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you are on a budget, don't pay the twelve dollars for uh, you know the delicious Disney burrito. Spend a dollar on the Taco Bell one, and that is okay too. Yeah. Bring in your own cookie bits. <laughs> I'm doing that now. Because clearly, they're not doing a good enough job supplying them within the park. I'm serious, people. Let's get this going. See, this is why we had Hamilton on the podcast as well. Hashtag bring back the boat. <laughs> or no, what was the... Yeah. What was the original? Was that? I think it was bring we, back the boat. Bring back the boat? I yeah. feel like it should be pirate related, but I can't think of one. Mm. R. R. Bring back the boat. Yeah. Bring back ye boats. Just put R on. <laughs> ye boats. Like Y-E. Yeah. Like bring back ye boats. Yeah. <laughs> 
I will say that, about... that that'll that'll get that'll uh, yeah that'll blow up on social media. That'll be really viral. It really Bring back ye boat. <laughs> um that that uh, i was just gonna say back to the taco bell thing um I, well i hate like the drinks at disneyland because it's just like small and expensive and like there's like no ice in it and just like ugh, i just hate the soda at disneyland so we always like get a big drink from mcdonald's or taco bell a big fountain drink you know fill that up last you like a couple hours walking around the parks just don't go on any too crazy rides yeah. um although uh, a few months ago, we uh, we walked in with our with our with our Taco Bell sodas as we always do. Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, and the and the and the lady at the uh, at the security was like, "Are those? Did you guys put out sneak alcohol in those? Uh, are those? <laughs> it, is that no, just soda?" No, she wasn't soda? joking. She wasn't even joking. You yeah. made it sound like she was joking, like because we went through the metal detector well, and like it beeped for both. I of thought us. she was joking at first. <laughs> the metal like, detectors detect alcohol. Oh, I didn't think so, <laughs> but she was like, "Wait a second, do those have alcohol in them? What? It, what is that drink?" And we're like, "It's it's Diet Mountain Dew." She's like. Okay, and she's just like looking at us. She didn't trust me. No, she like questioned us like a few times before. Like, no, really, like it's this is just, just a, we Dew. just were at talk. She's like, oh, okay, I don't know. Well, when you got people bippity boppity blazing. Oh, it. that's right. It was it was on four twenty. I think was that's it? why. Yeah, that's oh. probably why. Because I remember after we saw the people with the bippity boppity blazing shirts, and we're like, oh, that's why the lady it was so suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a way <laughs> tangent from bringing your own food. Also, if you have allergies slash are vegan or something, that's also a good idea. Absolutely. Moving right along. Uh, <laughs> number nine, single rider. Uh, oh, great yeah. time-saving tip. So what single rider is, is many of the rides have this, especially the bigger attractions. Uh, if most attractions you think hold a party of four so if there's a party of three in there they are going to fill that ride to capacity so there is a single rider line they pick you and you just go pop in with somebody new and it is a great great way to save some time um and you know often you know it, it is fun to ride with your friends and family but it is also fun to not spend the whole day in line uh split <laughs> up from your friends it is okay they'll be there when you get off uh so you go through and then wait a couple a couple more turns and usually your friends will go through radiator springs racers is a great one for this uh grizzly rapids is another great one i would always you know hop in it's uh eight seats so if there's a party of you know four and three then you hop in there and get in really really quickly yeah. indiana jones just started doing it as well yeah but they only do it sometimes they're always like eh, go ask the guy if they're doing it right now and you have to like go ask yeah the that's other true it, it seems like more often not but they should like because they the sign is always up single riders and choir here but like half the time i see people going up and they're like no we're not doing it right now like they should only put the sign up if mm -hmm. they're actually doing it yeah that's some true. of the rides it can be quite tricky to even find the single rider line uh, yeah. So just go ahead and ask a cast member, uh, and they can direct you to where it is. Can you think of any other rides off the top of your head that do it? Uh, you know, most of the big attractions do, like Splash Mountain, or Splash Mountain does, I believe. Oh, really? Um, Goes to Rapids, we loved it for. Um, I remember I was just talking to a friend who got back from Expedition Everest in Disney World, and they said they rode it eight times in an hour, uh, all <laughs> wow. because of Single Rider. 
That's incredible. Whoa. Right? So when in doubt, ask, right? Yeah. That Radiator Springs racers, man, every time I, I, like, every time I go on there, I'm like, go in, it's just me and like one family and I'm like sitting next to like these people's like little kids, just like this like this lone, like grown man. <laughs> I always feel so awkward. You know, all and the families do it though. I think it's okay. No, yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like there should be less of a taboo against single writers. Like, cause like, am I really going to be talking to you during exactly. ca- California screaming? No. Like, Probably not, right? right? I mean, I usually stri- <laughs> strike up a conversation with Jenna, like, mid-California mid, screen. Mid-drop. Yeah, mid yeah. Drop. <gasps> so oh. what did you think of? What did you think yeah, of that drop movie. just now? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did you think of Blade Runner? I just really like the idea that, like, there's, like, all these, like, families who are like, oh, wow, we had so much fun on Radiator Springs Racers, and then they like, go and, like, get a picture, and, like, there's just, like, Andy. <laughs> there's, like, this, like, really, like, tall white guy with, like, bright blonde bleached hair, and it's just, like, a nice, like like family from out of town like with their little kids and like oh great and they got this yeah guy that's what it. i mean i feel like i'm like ruining families pictures like they're like we would have bought that picture <laughs> uh, but there's just like some dude in the car with us so. <laughs> but you know what that's their problem not yours you got to ride a good ride in a quick amount of time Disney's not for families it's for us okay <laughs> that's all we've been trying to say this whole podcast Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's funny how often we talk about like how often we like hate on kids and stuff for being a Disneyland podcast. Come yeah. to think of it, like pretty much every episode, kids and like money. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. this one's food though, so it's okay. Right. Oh, okay. Votes. Yeah, is this yeah. your is this your last tip <laughs> for our tenth and final tip? Kind of going on that saving time. Uh, go do your shopping on Main Street. At the end, Main Street stays open an hour after park closes. So so don't feel like you've got to be out of the gates right at 12. Uh, you have an hour extra to do your shopping, uh, which I think is, is, you know, so convenient. Uh, they want to get that last dollar out of you, as you said. Uh, but it is a great way to maximize your vacation time. And, you know, Main Street, I do think, you know, is, is such a special place. Uh, you know, the windows on Main Street are so fantastic. Uh, many of the windows have names of Imagineers or, or people who have contributed to the Disney story in some way. So it's fun mm-hmm. to not only do the shopping, but but really check out that piece of history. Um, there, you know, there, there are windows for people like Existencio. Um, he did the script for the Haunted Mansion. There, everyone who has contributed in a big way uh, has a window, and it's it's cool to find them. That's cool. Also, there's those cool like. Um, really intense moving dioramas like um, on Main Street near the store that like change if you watch them. Like there's like that frozen one where it's like it's like one scene um, is like in the in the village in Arendelle and then like the, in the next it like changes the whole thing changes and then it's like um, Elsa's like castle and stuff. Do yeah, you know those are about? really cool. <laughs> I, I yeah, and they. They, they kind of changed a couple as it gone on, but they've been the same ones for all. But there's like a Toy Story one. There's an Aladdin one. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Cinderella. There's even like a Princess and the Frog one that's cool. Um, yeah, those are really cool. Like just the, the moving parts of everything and the way it like switches around. It's almost like 
it's almost like a little mini fantasy land ride, like in a window mm-hmm. you're looking cool. at. They're really cool. So I think just how he's pointed, it is really magical. Just like, you know, you had a great day and it's the end of the night. You know, you get your, you get your, you know, your souvenir you've been wanting and, you know, you're just like a happy tired. You can, you can look, look around in all the window displays and, and stuff like that. And then before heading home for the night. And I will say, if you purchase something and you don't want to carry it back home, uh, even if it is the end of the night, Disneyland will actually ship your purchases to your hotel room. So if you're staying at a Disney hotel uh, and you don't want to carry something around, and if you don't follow this tip and do your shopping in the morning, uh, that's okay too. Just say, send this to my hotel. Uh, And if you're not a hotel guest, even if you buy something in the morning, uh, they will bring it to uh, the front of the park. Uh, and and you can also pick your item up there so you don't have to carry it around all day. Now that system will be perfected when they uh, send your purchases back to your hotel with a complimentary cookie boat. That would be ideal. Bring it back. Well, when I buy like my like, you know, when Star Wars lands o- opens and I buy like a $500 like Millennium Falcon like gigantic thing, I'll keep that, t- uh, that tip in mind. But uh, thanks again, guys. For being on the for being on the podcast it's been great to have yeah. and we're off to make some cookie boats yeah <laughs> definitely all right well until next time i'm andy i'm jenna we'll see you real soon